Hey everybody, welcome back to Cosmic Soup. Thanks for tuning in again today after a very long and very unintentional hiatus. I know it's been a while, but I promise we haven't forgotten about you. We haven't been slacking. In fact, it's been just the opposite. It's been absolutely crazy here at Third Third HQ. We have so many new things in the pot, so much going on, so many new ideas, and even some new people. So I'm excited to talk to you all once again about all the awesomeness that we have added to the soup. And speaking of awesomeness, today's guest is one of the new main ingredients in the vast pot of Cosmic Soup. He's that indescribable umami element, the new secret sauce that really sells the dish. Literally, please welcome to Cosmic Soup, the new VP of sales and marketing at Community Coach, the man, the myth, the legend, Don Warfield. Don, welcome to the show, brother. Mike, I don't think I've ever had an introduction like that. I, I'm not going to be able to live up to it, but it's, you know what? It's great to be here. I've heard great things about cosmic soup. And ironically, I had soup today for lunch, but it wasn't cosmic. It was tomato soup. <laughs> oh, well, you can pretend and uh, we'll just, we'll make the unreal the real. That's what we do here. And uh, of course, joining us today as well, none other than the Mirepoix of the company, the foundation on which the ramen broth of the company is based, the <laughs> pilot of the mothership through the cosmos, Cynthia Thurlow Kruger, Sin, of course. Welcome back as always. Thank you, Mike. I love that introduction too. I'm super Aww. excited to have Don here. Super excited. See what we did there? <laughs> yeah, man, I don't think I can keep up with you guys on that, but we'll see. We'll give it my best. And uh, now, of course, that I've uh, described you both as food elements and made things super weird, uh, let's just uh, dig on in. So, Cynthia, before we sing the praises of Dawn, maybe you can kind of catch everybody up on what's been going on for the last couple of months, because I know we kind of took a little bit of time off from the show. We had some new things kind of pop up and some things just kind of in the works that were uh, just crazy to deal with, uh, as, as is the world today, is, is kind of crazy to deal with. So um, tell everybody out there in Cosmic Soup Land what the heck has been going on. Well, a lot has been going on out here. Um, so let's back up to COVID-19 when it started in March. We created a pivot program for COVID marketing, marketing virtually and lead converting, and we just got our stats in. We've been working hard on those um, analysis and we generated 400 leads in five months and we closed one and a half million dollars of sales in that time, which is crazy during a pandemic. Boom. Awesome. And uh, what else have we been doing? Oh, uh, well, fleshing out the community coach and then um, Don joining us is part of that initiative. So community coach continues to grow um, with operations. Now we have sales coaching. And we're going to talk to Don more about um, his role in that. And then uh, Dining Cloud, we also are launching Dining Cloud this year, um, November, December, which is super exciting. I keep saying super. I can't <laughs> stop myself. I but know, it, right? uh, Dining Cloud is a cloud-based cycle menu program that um, allows communities to serve the same food to independent living residents as skilled nursing. So in other words, the skilled nursing food is the same quality <clears throat> restaurant quality that you would find in an upscale IL community. So we're super excited about that. And then um, leading age, gosh, we just uh, finished the leading age Washington conference that our first, uh, our first toe touch in the virtual 
conference water and our booth was the number one visited booth at the entire conference. How crazy is that? I know. Third, third, Elder Grow. We love the ladies at Elder Grow. They were number two and culinary coach number three. So we had the top two of three spots. And now um, November 10th, we're going to be at Leading Age National. So that'll be our second virtual conference this year. Yeah. So clearly we weren't just, you know, standing around, you know, picking our backsides. We had a lot of stuff in the works and we wanted to make sure that, you know, when we came back, we had enough awesomeness to share with everybody. So all that stuff that Cynthia just touched on, we're going to be talking about in future episodes, you know, coming right down the pike. So now is the time for the main course. Let's dig in to Don Warfield. So, Don, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, kind of where you came from. Tell everybody kind of who you are. I'll give you the cliff note version because I don't want to put the listeners to sleep right away. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm a native to the, the Northwest. This is home. This has always been home. Um, I have a great passion for the business of senior living um, uh, very close family, come from a large family that uh, uh, had to deal with my parents' needs. And that's really when I got introduced to it. But um, I'm a people person. I've always been sales and marketing for about 30 plus years, holding different roles. Um, and that's really been nurtured um, through the Warfield family. My father's been in sales all his life. And if it wasn't for my mom's Illness and dementia early on, I think he would have been selling securities and being a stockbroker until his late 70s. But that's just carried over in the blood, and that's who I am today. Um, And then I have this opportunity to find my passion, which is senior hospitality and senior living. And, uh, you know, recently made a change, and and with Third Third is exciting. So um, live here in the Northwest all my life live in Bellevue. I have a couple of boys that are grown out of the house. Thank God with COVID. I don't think I'd want to be dealing with kids in school right now. Uh, So God bless all those folks that have to deal with that and get through it every single day. But um, it's a little bit of who I am. And it's it's great to be here. Uh, um, I've listened to just about every episode. They're fantastic. And so it's really an honor to, to be in this position to do a podcast and talk a little bit about what I love to do best. Awesome. Well, hey, yeah, we're honored to have you on board. And now you and Cynthia worked together in the past, correct? That is correct. That's correct. Um, uh, I'm about building relationships. I think sales is about uh, integrity, create a relationship, and and you're going to get a sale. The saying goes, make a friend, make a sale. And really, um, Cynthia, and I, Cynthia and I started that almost seven years ago when I was at the community level called Park Shore here in Seattle. And I was a lost soul in the marketing department in a community that needed a lot of help. And through a network, Cynthia and I have met and, and um, really was the partner in the success we built at Park Shore. And it just grew and grew and grew. Um, and the integrity she brought to the partnership is one of the big reasons that um, I'm here today. Yeah. And it's about, you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> and uh, and you just heard about all the exciting things happening, Mike. So as we often say to folks that are looking for senior living, there's so much good going on. You got to come in now. Basically, that's what Cindy did to Cynthia did to me. She said, "Now is the time to come, Don. We're doing a lot, and there's a lot of upside." It's kind of funny. You and I have somewhat of a similar story in that sense, because many, many, many moons ago, Cynthia and I also worked together when she owned a restaurant uh, in Kitsap County, and I was her chef and her manager. And uh, after 
that uh, went by the wayside, uh, I got a, a random, you know, message one day just to kind of reconnect and we started talking and all of a sudden, hey, check out what I got going on. So how did you end up working back? How did she rope you back in, I guess, is but the question. You know, what, you, you know what's so exciting? And one, again, I, I've been in this, this business, of, I like to call it senior hospitality, senior living, whatever you wanted to about, about people. And I found it about 10 years ago, and it's great. And I wish I would have found it 20 years ago. But, um, you know, Cynthia and I just kept this relationship going. And as we grew in our business relationship and had success, the conversation kind of morphed into, Don, you need to join us. You can do this with us, not only at the community level, but outside. So what I'm going to be doing here in the future is what I've always wanted to do. Um, and the only way to do it was to step away from the single location community and join a group like Third Third Marketing that is forward thinking and has a lot of sites. So, um, She's a hard salesperson, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think the last three years we've been talking about it. The last year we've been talking about it. And uh, ironically, um, the timing was just right. So excited? Yeah, that's an understatement. I'm excited about the things that are coming, happening now, um, and will continue to grow in the near yeah, future. Yeah, she, she's, a, she's a fantastic cult leader. There's, there's no denying that. You can't escape. I mean, you'll be back in some capacity. So let's do a fact check, Cynthia. Does Don's story match up? Is that how that really happened? Or did you, you know, Uh-oh. slip something into his coffee one day, some truth theorem, and, and kind of rope him in that way? I did. I said, um, sign this paper, Don. Oh, you just accepted a job with Third Third. Nice. <laughs> no, but I, one of the things... I remember about Don when I started working with him early on is he is he's he does things extremely effectively and he's he's very business like you know Which I would I go love, with, by the way I love that I would go in we would have goals I would say here's here's a plan do you like it he would check down the list yes yes no yes no yes yes boom, go away, do my job. He was doing his job. I was doing my job. And, um, and we filled up that community and, and built a waiting list together for a couple, three years, I think. And so I always, I always loved that about Don. And then he moved to another community and I worked with him there. Um, he has a huge connection. I think this is so funny. Just today we were on a, a client call and he has his wedding photo there in the background and the client's going, is that St. Is it St. Joseph's? That's is, that right. Saint, is that St. Joe's church? <laughs> and, and Dot's like, yeah, my dad is a deacon. It was a deacon at that church. And he married me there, you know, and she said, wow, my family goes to church there too. And I got married there. So, um, Anyway, Don Don has deep roots here in in Seattle, and I just I really have always respected his professionalism and his integrity. Like if Don says something, it's happening. There's no question. And and also on on the converse of that, if he tells you something and he's just being honest, he's not shy about that, which is makes I think a really good coach, a consultant. That's why Don and I will get along so well. We are the revealer <laughs> of brutal truths, I like to say. Amen, brother. And, and I learned that about you. I learned that about you real soon. So, uh, Cynthia, that's very kind words. And, and um, really kind of what also attracted me so much to Cynthia is we're opposites a lot. Yes, she says I'm not, she's not a real great salesperson and she doesn't like to close. She is. Hogwash. 
Yeah, right. She's developed this business, but she has something that I lack, and that's the creative side. That's the think outside the box. So I'm getting better at it. Um, and that's what I needed. So that partnership was built through integrity, trust, loyalty. And what also was uh, very appealing is that Cynthia and the team at Third Third jumped in. They were there for the events. They were there for help. They were there to whatever you needed. And um, that I will never forget when I did my first event. Cynthia, you may remember this at Park Shore. Mm-hmm. It was opening day, and Lake Park Shore sits on Lake Washington, so opening voting day in May is huge. We did a direct mail piece to try to do a little open house. We didn't have a lot of people. I'm there on the Saturday or Sunday, I think I think it was Saturday. I turned around, and here's Cynthia and a couple of her team uh, members coming in. I'm like, well, what are you folks doing? We're here to help any way you need. And that they were that working on the lake, right? They were just <laughs> having an office day. Now, I didn't have a lot of people because I don't think they were used to seeing marketing like that, but it really was the starting point to where we are today, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Well, so here's where we are today. Let's, let's talk about sales then. Your fancy schmancy title, VP of sales and marketing. What exactly does that mean? What does that entail? Better create business. I better drive business. It's really simple, Mike. I'm going to be marketing and selling the services of third, third marketing, which is very exciting. Um, the VP name is, is a great uh, name, but at the end of the day, it's not about the title. It's about taking what Third Third has been built and delivering it to communities that need it. And guess what? There's a ton of them out there that need it. Uh, so I've been just inundated in three, three weeks. I'm, I'm surprised I'm standing right now and doing this because my head is spinning. The other side of this is really something I'm passionate about is coaching. Right. I've coached sports teams. I've been in coaching for my boys. I've, I've just That's who I am. And when Cynthia put together this incredible program, I may be jumping ahead on you. I do apologize. Community coach. It just grabbed me. It just grabbed me. And um, there's so many communities, especially at the not-for-profit side of senior hospitality that need this. And um, I'm not one just to say, do this, do this, and put it into play. I'm going to get busy. I'm going to be in the community with these folks. I'll be making calls. I've already done webinars for communities. I'm going out to Columbus next week and doing a webinar. And the marketing director is just so nervous about Zoom. I said, forget it. I'll do it for you. I really think when you bring that coaching aspect in and the culinary coach and the sales and marketing aspects, third third is setting itself up for great success. Yeah, you know, I, I love the idea of the coach, and obviously, as I'm a, I'm a member of of a member like a cult again with a cult uh, <laughs> culinary coach. You know, it, it is it it's sets us apart in the sense that we're not just consultants that point our finger, tell you what to do, and then walk away. We're boots on the ground in the trenches, um, working right there with you. So, so that being said, part of your job is to kind of help turn things around, show people how to do it. You know, here's what you might be missing. Here's what you're doing well. So, why don't you define that for us? What is sales coaching and how how does it work? Well, it's really taking an open mind. And I, I'll tell you, this is, I'm just getting into it now. And I had a call last week with the client I'm going to go see. And part of the process of coaching is, is to make sure that they're not intimidated. Here comes the coach, right? This person going to dictate. And if you think here, and I'm a big fan of sports, so I'm going to use the Seahawks as an example. You know, you look at Pete Carroll, what does he do? He pulls his 
team together. They all want to play for him. They all want to learn from him. He's a player's coach. Now, 20 years ago, Mike, or even further back when I first started watching football, there were great coaches back there. But that old school of dictating this, this, and almost being afraid of the coach doesn't work today. And so, Yeah, the Vince Lombardi style. No. My goal is to go in, get to know the sales and marketing team, understand what their strengths are first, because you've got to hit on the strengths. You've got to recognize it. So then you can identify areas of need, and they, they believe in you and help them fix and tweak those um, and have those candid conversations. I did yeah. that at Park Shore. I had a salesperson that was doing everything but selling. And at the end of the day, you've got to move the needle. So um, I have a really approach that, that I want to get in there, work with them, help them, assist them, be an advocate for them. Um, but the same, at the same time, I'm going to be honest. And if sure. someone's doing things wrong and something needs to be tweaked, uh, that's what they're paying us to tell them and paying us to give them a solution. Yeah. And, and just to clarify, we're talking about sales in the sense that you're helping them with their programs to build census and get their occupancy up, right? Correct. I mean, yeah. I think on day two, um, Cynthia said, hey, uh, a community in Charlotte, North Carolina has a webinar. They don't have anyone that wants to do the webinar or can right now. And I, I had no idea, but I've done a webinar. I know how to talk to people and feel comfortable on the webinar. And, and so I, I did it. And, and, and I know the community probably hopefully appreciated that because I'm going to jump right in and, and help make a difference. Yeah. So as a coach, then somebody who's, you know, knee deep in it, you're going in there, you're seeing all the stuff that's happening, you're making your observations, and you've been in some capacity responsible for sales of some kind for the last 30 or so years. What are some insights you have? Why do some teams fail? in the same industry while others succeed in the same industry? Listen, listen, listen. That's the, hey, I've been doing this a long time. One of the biggest challenges I still have is I'm so passionate about it. And the first thing I want to do is share so much and give the love. We got to listen. We got to know what that prospect, whoever that prospect is, you define it. What is important to them? What is the pressure points? What do they need? And get to know them so we can deliver a solution and give them a reason to listen to us. Now, the solution might come down to saying, you know what, we're not the right person for you, but here's where I do think you should go. I think we have to listen more. and got to get to know them, discover more. Um, salespeople, I'm a salesperson. I told Cynthia earlier this day, I like to get out of the gate and I want to get to the finish line as fast as I can. But that's when we trip up. That's when we make mistakes. That's when we put our our own goals ahead of the salesperson. And the way I'd answer that to you, Mike, is you go out, you're a consumer. We buy things every single day. And the difference between good customer service, good sales is how we feel, right? Mm -hmm. And you know when you don't feel good. And it's typically like this person, I just don't feel good about this decision or this, this purchase. And when you do feel good, I guarantee you, you can point back to, I really trusted that person. I liked what they had. They understood what I needed and they delivered upon that need. Yeah, absolutely. Cynthia, you look like you wanted to add something to that. At the end of the day, it, it, same with marketing. 
well, it starts with how do I feel? How does that make me feel? And so I think um, sales is a continuation of that. So as a brand marketer, we're developing messages and communications to generate a lead. When that lead hits the community, we need the tone to follow the tone that we just set with the marketing piece. And I think that is the magic and the beauty of having Don on the sales coaching side, because he's on the other end, helping the team to level up their game and, 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 and follow that tone all the way through to the sale. And so Don, I'm, I'm curious as you're coaching people and certainly, you know, you've been a director of sales in several communities. Um, how do you see the opportunities and how do you spot trouble spots? And then what do you do? You know, like, okay, let's say that I'm a hype, I'm a, I'm a CEO and I'm listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe I've got a challenge in my sales department. Um, but I don't know what it is and, and I need some help. Um, what kinds of things would you look for right away? You know, what are the, what are the common pitfalls that happen in the sales department? Well, it's about also getting being involved. You got to be involved. You, you got to be looking at the numbers. You got to be involved. You got to, you know, it could be simple as just, uh, you know, shadow, shadowing a salesperson on a tour, understand what the say, listening to phone calls, um, but but be willing to look at the numbers. Are they doing the basics to get to where they they need to convert? And and sometimes it's um, they're they're just too much reactive, not proactive. That's what surprises me is that if some most of the CEOs or the executive directors you can talk to, you can walk in there today and say, "Tell me about your sales team. How many calls are they making? What's the conversion rates? Are they doing tours?" And you know. They're nice people. They say, I, I don't know, but, you know, that's I'll have you talk to the sales and marketing director. Um, you know, the biggest one is just, is just paying a, getting in there and seeing how they're, they're behaving. You know, listen to a call, listen to that phone call, figuring out how they're coming in. Are the calls coming into the marketing department? How many touches do they have? But in this business, we got to bring people into the community. So are they doing the things to get those prospects into the community are they asking for those people giving them reason what i call closing always close for the next step and so i would encourage executive directors and ceos to set a set aside some time to work with your sales team if you don't have those answers get in there spend time with them i've been at communities where i had weekly meetings with the executive director um or get involved with a presentation or better yet Pick up the phone and do a mystery shop yourself. Mm-hmm. Or better Thanks. yet, you be the salesperson and you do it and see what it's like. There's so much you can do. I think the biggest thing is that they they get hands off and, and they get focused on the operations, which I, I get it because guess what it sales? We're going to sell them, bring them in, turn them over to operations, and we yeah. set the bar high, and then we're going to turn to the outside. So a lot of times the CEOs and the executive directors say, you know, we just don't have the time. Yeah. Here's a question. This is a burning question. I've always, I I mean, I've heard this so many times. Um, It's a common complaint of both salespeople and um, sometimes sales directors or executive directors. So there's, there's this, I feel like it might be antiquated, but tell me if I'm wrong. This old notion of, 
well, you're just not calling enough people. We don't need to spend more on marketing. Get on the phone. You, you should call 25 people every day and, and you better do that or, or else, you know, you're not doing your job. And I always think as a marketer, it's hard to get people on the phone these days. They know you're calling and if they don't want to talk to you, they're not talking to you. So doesn't that kind of set the salesperson up for failure? If, if they don't have, I get it, you have to nurture leads. But yeah, if people aren't exactly going right. to answer their phone, like, what do you do? Yeah, I've, uh, I've kind of been split on what I call the numbers games, because in my pharmaceutical days with Johnson Johnson, it was a numbers game. It wasn't selling. It was just about how many doctors could you see? And if you did this, this, and this, it just it was a numbers game. So sometimes I'm not hot on numbers, but I also get it for larger corporations. That's the only way they can really measure success for some people because they know if they do this many calls in senior living it's it, i see it as a whole different it, it's the quality of call and you're exactly right the challenge is is that the 62 plus crowd is being inundated on every device they have and they're reluctant to answer so that means that when those prospects come in there's more pressure today to make sure you establish rapport right away an expectation that, hey, we're going to reach out to you or, hey, if you don't want to come in, love to have you come in. We just talked for 15 minutes. There's a great reason to come see our community. If they say no to that, you got to expect that, okay, here's our next step. you got to set it up for success. So I'm about quality sometimes over quantity. Uh, but during COVID, one of the things I told the sales team that was working for me at my last community is that the numbers came down. And we better be diving into our wait list, our database, and having these conversations and trying to, you know, trying to develop because you are going to get an opportunity to find what I call a nugget out there. So yeah. maybe those days will come when I used to shut my door and I would do 20 to 30 dial outs into the database and try to pull out one nugget that, um, that just that we haven't been able to talk to. But I'm a little bit more about quality over quantity in senior living. Um, Mike, I have one more question. This is, a, do it. I, I don't know if Don will do it, but oh, pretend. Mike's still there. I thought this was you. And I, <laughs> what happened Mike to the, up. <laughs> what's he doing? He's, uh, he's adding things to the soup. Um, I'm a conscientious observer. <laughs> I was going to ask Don, like if, if I were on your leads list and, and you called me, what would you say? Let's, let's role play. Wow. Role play. Yeah, I like to call this game, what would Don do? You know, one of the things I always believe in is, 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 is crazy and as goofy as this may sound. If I got you on the phone, Cynthia, I might just say, Cynthia, I'm calling because I was thinking about you recently and remembered that you had mentioned that you're really interested and you like the idea of gardening. And I just, we just developed this great opportunity and boy, your name just popped right in. You got a couple minutes to talk. I really want to share this about gardening because you enjoy gardening, correct? Mm -hmm. We have to have that discovery to create opportunities to call these people back. To have a conversation. It may, it may not even be that we have anything gardening, but I learned and was nurtured from a great marketing director at one of my first communities and what she was so good at was that personal touch and she would just say we're just thinking about you and 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 i think it's i'm really concerned that you're missing a great opportunity or sometimes it's about their health you know mm -hmm. you know you yeah. had mentioned that your husband wasn't doing well how's he doing 
you know, you, you thought that uh, you guys were going to have to make a move sooner. We have a great opportunity right now. I want to tell you more about it. And, and just getting to those heartstrings and, 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 and pulling those sometimes. Yeah, and have some enthusiasm. You always are so enthusiastic. If you come across as genuine and you've listened to them versus, hey, Cynthia, I haven't talked to you in three months. What's going on? Have you gone out to six other communities? And I got this one bedroom and I'm going to discount it by 10000 Would you be interested in coming and seeing it? No. No, because that's about me, not about yeah. you. I got a big old fact commission coming in. So um, if you could come in before the end of the month, uh, that would be great. You know, that's not going to mm-hmm. happen. No. Yeah, especially during COVID. Yeah. Well, and so since you brought up COVID and, and yeah. we're going to go down that road anyway. So obviously it's, you know, drastically changed the landscape of, of course, our industry and so many industries. Um, but especially for us, because, you know, we work with people that are in direct contact with a higher risk population. So how is selling different now? Um, what, what kind of steps do we have to take to not only make sure that we're being safe, but that we kind of hit those bells and whistles for these communities that, that let them know that there's still ways to market and that you don't just throw in the towel and say, well, it's COVID. I guess we're just going to wait till it's over. Absolutely. But that's human nature, right? Um, we all like, oh my God, this is COVID. What am I going to do? Then everyone pulls back. My philosophy has always been do the opposite. Do the opposite. When someone's telling you something, ask the question, why not do the opposite of what they're telling me to do? Hey, let's hold that spending. Let's wait. We can't do can't do tours. Why are you going to spend it? You know, I was with my 89-year-old father the other day and driving him back to his community. He's like, I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. And 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 I won't. And Don, you may. And I said, you're right, Dad, but it, it can't slow us down. So what my philosophy is, this is the new reality. We don't really know how long. Hopefully a vaccine will come, slow things down and make things better. But my approach has been, it's flopped. We're flopped. It's flopped the marketing approach. So the marketing approach before was, come on in, see us, come to an event, do a social uh, event, whatever. So now we flopped it. Now we got to take that that marketing to them wherever they are, the virtual way to keep them connected. And so one of the things is is, is to step outside your comfort zone. And I, I'm a comfort zone guy, but Cynthia. <laughs> took me out of that years ago. And that's probably why we're here today um, because I never thought I'd be in this position. But for COVID, the new reality is once you are you accept the reality of having the market different, when we do start coming out of it, you're gonna be that further ahead of your competition. So when I say flop, do whatever you would do at the community, but do it virtually. Still do an open house. How you do an open house, you get everyone on the team to buy in and you do a Zoom open house. I did it, extremely successful. You take it to the people. You got to give those folks a reason to continue to communicate. Because guess what? AG doesn't slow down. The 62 plus is the most rapid growing demographic out there for the next 10 plus years. The services are needed. People want to sell their homes. And now as we continue to live with COVID, I think folks are realizing that that cannot be a reason not to make a move. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so many things that are just up in the air with, you know, timelines and what's going to happen. And you could just, I don't know, for lack of a better way to say, wait yourself to death, you know, Uh, you wait, you wait for things to just kind of fall into place versus 
making them fit into place on, on your terms. So, right. Right. And that's, that's exactly the conversation uh, that I had internally. Um, and I think communities still need to do, because again, I said earlier, it's human nature just to say, Oh my gosh, this is, this is a mountain. I can't move. And guess what? We tell folks, they tell us we can't move in because I have a mountain of stuff at home. I can't move. We can move the mountain. We can move the COVID mountain. And the way to do it is to stay aggressive, virtual tours, webinars, step outside the box. We did a wine tasting to nurture our wait list. Extremely successful. People getting wine at home. And then the winemaker was on the webinar, gave them a winery tour. Those things really make a difference. Um, um, I'm just thinking of some other things. You, you know, you, So when I say flop, whatever you used to do, continue to do it, but do it virtually. And find a way to still bring people in. So maybe you're not going to show them the whole community, but you're going to come in and see some of the amenity spaces and go directly to an apartment home or a cottage or a, a villa, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, what we're seeing, just a side note, is the closing times are shocking me that we were generating leads in May and they were closing in September, which, you know, that's a pretty fast close for an independent living entrance fee product um, really fast. And so I think that you're, you're right on the money there, Don. It's, it's just create the relationship virtually and, and people realize we're in this for the long haul and it's not a reason not to make a decision or not to move. And you know what we found out? especially with the nurturing opportunities. When I say nurturing, I'm talking about your future resident clubs for some communities with truly a wait list. These people since March and even now are hungry for a reason to stay connected. And as soon as you pull back, you've disconnected and you make them feel like, oh, I'm not as valued anymore versus reaching out. So continuing education, finding a, give them access to the resident portal. If you have a resident portal, which means they can feel like it is. And then guess what? Then it just gives them, it builds more excitement and more excitement. And what they're saying to themselves is, I can't wait for COVID to be done because I'm ready to go. And sooner or later, it's like, what do you have? I'm not going to pass up this opportunity. So, yeah. Well, you did hit that right on the money. And I guess actually, now that I think about it, that's your job. You're, you're the hit it on the money guy. So, uh, I better. <laughs> so, so yeah, you better, right? That's right. Um, now comes the time of the show where we ask all guests that come on Cosmic Soup, these same two questions, because we love to get everybody's perspective on these same two questions. We now just refer to these as the Cynthia questions. Uh -oh. um, are you ready for this? Should I take the fifth? <laughs> yeah, get ready. Um, if I disconnect, you'll know why. But you know what, Cynthia? Shoot away. All right. <laughs> well, when you think about senior living communities, the whole landscape of senior living, independent living, you know, well, actually, let's let's focus on independent assisted. Um, what do you think are three things like if we have operators out there listening to us based on your knowledge from being inside communities? What are three things that you think any community could do? that would just instantly change the lives of residents and make them happier. Wow. And I, I kind of go back to one of the first communities I went to and we made some major changes that really was long-term thinking for the market because we were about 20 years behind the market. So listening to market Intel was good for our future, but changed the lives 
of the people that live there. And I think you have to take a hard look at some of the some of the policies that you have in place. The simple things are like, you know, is 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 the pet policy the right pet policy to have? Is them dining? What's the dining like? Is it is it being a hindrance um, for the for for future growth and, and census? And, and if you tweak that, it's going to be good for the, the residents. So one of the things is listen to what the future market wants, because that's what's important at the same time, enhancing the lives of the current. Um, and you got to be willing to make changes and you got to be willing to spend the dollars to make those changes. If not, then you're going to play catch up. And if mm-hmm. you're playing catch up, it's going to cost you twice as much as it would if you would have just done it the first time. Um, you asked for three things in the community. Um, Listen to the residents. You know they have to have a they have to have a say because they can make and break you. Um, you know have a good referral system. If if their life is great, um, it's gonna it's it's gonna uh, resonate with the folks that you need to to meet. And and so when I go to the residents, say I need some help. I need some residents on the resident panel discussion. We have folks that you have to turn away. So make sure you have a champion. So you got to have champions in the community, especially for you operators out there that are looking at expansion or growth. You're going to want their input. So they're going to be champions within. Um, what else? I mean, Cynthia, you remember some of the things we did at some of the communities, um, some major changes. I'm, I'm a strong believer in people. We're only as good as the people we hire. If we're not taking care of those people, and I set the bar high, and marketing folks set the bar and expectation high, we better be taking care of our people that are taking care of our most important asset, which is our residents. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's something that I really respect about your working style and your management style is you you do have that Nordstrom customer service approach, which is your sales teams have always been extremely professional, extremely uh, kind, nice. And, and you just felt like this Nordstrom level of customer service with your sales teams. Okay. Now here's our, here's our big, big question. Uh-oh. So close your eyes. Don Warfield is now 25 years older and um, but you could create the community that would be absolutely perfect for you and Chris. And um, if you were if you could design it, create all the programming, build it, what would it be? Your dream concept. Your dream Can I open concept. Up my eyes so I don't fall over. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't you fall know down. What? As crazy as it is, not crazy. I thought about this. And it's, it's a community that allows me to be who I am, enriches my life and experience. You know, one of the changes that's, that's been happening is get away from this CCRC, continuing care, selling this idea that, hey, you need us because you're going to need care, and, and really changing it to a life plan. So for me, a community that allows me to continue to do the things I enjoy at the community level, know that I have this safety net of care there because the one thing I don't want to be is a burden on my boys and my family. So um, maybe it's a, it's a cruise ship. You know, the, the saying now is senior living, senior hospitality is like a cruise ship on land. And I really like that idea. I want to be able to, there's some, I probably want to be in a warm climate somewhere because I've been living in this the Northwest all my life and I like it, but there's some communities that, um, I, I've seen uh, down in warm climate that 
I just like the idea of golfing, being able to get out and go biking. Um, God, hopefully I'll be still running at 80 some years old. Um, at the same time, knowing that if, if life selects for me and picks on me, that I have quality care there. And that change is slowly happening already because guess what? The baby boomers want that. And, and I'm right probably outside that without telling you my age, but, um, um, so for me, it's, it's a community that's going to give me the opportunity to continue to enrich my life and not feel like I'm giving something up. I'm already yeah. tired of the home. I don't, you know, I'm looking out the window today. My yard's full of leaves. The gutters are full. Um, you know, I'm worried about, you know, things around the home. I'm ready to give that stuff up. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I think that that's what kind of what we're seeing is that people are moving younger and younger They're because um, baby boomers have a lot, a lot of baby boomers have gone to college. They've lived in dorms, they've lived on campuses and they, they completely like that lifestyle being around other people and having a vibe and, you know, having access to amenities and uh, running, um, golfing. You're exactly right. I think the providers that are going to, really position themselves for great success are going to give the, um, the, the, the market the reason to skip that middle move that you and I've talked about that mm-hmm. middle move of, okay, we're downsizing and now we're going to go to a, a, con- a condo somewhere or maybe a 55 plus, And then they still need to make that other move. So the, the, the providers and the communities that recognize and give the reason to skip that are going to, are going to one, they're going to get younger population but two they're not going to have that up and down of occupancy issues it's just going to be smooth sailing and and the reason why is because there's still 10,000 people turning 65 every day in this country for the next 20 years Mm -hmm. so the market's strong we the marketers have to give these folks a reason to make that move Yeah. Well, Don, you've provided us some amazing insight, just a brief glimpse into who you really are. And I'm sure that we're going to do a deep dive with you later on a future episode. But for now, I think that we've had an amazing time having you here in the soup today. Uh, Either Don or Cynthia, is there anything else that we want to close this out with before we let everybody kind of get back to their evenings? Well, we hope to see you at Leading Age National. Visit our booth. We've got um, a a little sister, Mary Kate of Perpetual ROI, who wants to talk to you at Leading Age National. So come on by. And then also, we are part of the Envision experience at Leading Age National. Um, Mike Peacock here is instructing a cocktail class and um chef sean is doing an appetizer but we also have um Rhonda, registered dietitian and kelly a, a neuroscientist talking about food and um how it affects our health during covid19 so we want you to stop by it's been a mike thank you for the opportunity from my standpoint um it's exciting to be at Third Third, exciting to be a part of Cosmic Soup, looking forward to the future. Um, I, I just love the business I'm in, and I'm glad that I'm now partnered with the right uh, team at Third Third Marketing. 
and you can never escape. Just just remember that. You're oh, here forever. I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Cynthia, Don, thank you again for hanging out today. And of course, thanks to all of you out there in podcast land for tuning in. And we'll be back and talk to you real soon, not two months next time on Cosmic Soup. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you.